0: Welcome to Tash Talk Soul. Hi and welcome back. Today I wanted to talk about the difference between your higher self and your ego. So oftentimes when we go through life and there are difficult situations and there are you know, trickiness that you need to navigate. A lot of people say, oh, my gut tells me so-and-so, or my intuition tells me to do so-and-so. And then on the other hand, you have people that say, well, I what is my intuition? How can I trust it? Or oh, my intuition's no good, or I don't use it, or I don't have intuition. And I really wanted to touch on that because I personally believe that we all have we're all plugged into source we're all intuitive we're all spiritual we're all a little bit psychic it all just depends on how much we embrace that and how much we accept that and lean into it and also how much we allow fear to dictate this connection because i know people that are very intuitive and very psychic and but they're just terrified of it and so they don't lean into it they repress that part of themselves and then they feel a bit down like they don't have those gifts when in reality they really do and I believe that we all have those gifts we're all part of source we're all an expression of the universe having a human experience and so we all have that available to us should we choose to lean into it and so what is your intuition versus what is your ego or your brain, the part of yourself that's based in fear, that's preoccupied with your survival. So how do we even begin to unpack this? We may have a situation in life that's unfolding and you find yourself having thoughts and feelings about it. If the thoughts and feelings about it that you're having cause a physical sensation within your body, such as a lump in your stomach or a surge of adrenaline, feeling fight or flight, or any sort of physical reaction in your body, often that is our ego. So that is our little self that is fearful, that is preoccupied and afraid. It's afraid for our lives and it wants to keep us um, safe and well. And that is the ego's job. So the ego's job is to justify whatever it is that we're doing. So you could be out doing awful things and your ego will justify it because your ego never wants you to be crazy. Your ego is your ride or die. It's got your back. It will bend over backwards to justify whatever decisions you're making in your life and it will come up with a million reasons and thoughts, justifications and convince you that you're not in the wrong. You're a good person. You're doing what it takes And, you know, you do you, boo, keep going. And some spiritual teachers say that we need to kill the ego and the ego is terrible and it's the root of all our problems. I disagree. I feel that the ego definitely plays a role, a very important role. It keeps us safe. Oftentimes our egos do step in and the mental intellectual part of it says no we're not doing that that's stupid that's not safe that's going to land you in trouble no we're not doing that absolutely not and it serves a role but then at the same time our ego loves comfort predictability routine it does not like stepping outside of its comfort zone comfort zone equals unknown uncertain unsafe no we're gonna die if we go there we're not doing it Then you have your higher self, which is your soul, the big you, the you that knows your soul mission, that is plugged into source, that sees the big picture, that understands that sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone to grow and that your soul mission, your purpose, the next big blessing in your life is just on the other side of this little period of discomfort. And then you just have to lean into it and everything's going to be okay. And then what happens? You end up in a battle between your ego and your higher self. Your ego says, No way, Jose, we're not doing that. That's not safe. That's scary. My job is to keep us safe. I've done a brilliant job of it so far. We're not doing it. And then your higher self says, Okay, but you're stuck. You've stagnated. You've plateaued. Don't you want this for us? Don't you want this for yourself? Let's do this. Let's go to the next step, the next chapter. Let's grow. Let's expand. And then you might find yourself umming and ironing and procrastinating and not taking the steps to pursue your dreams because you're stuck in this back and forth between your ego and your higher self. Now there's ways around this. You can, uh, me personally, when I recognize that I'm stuck in this place of back and forth between my ego and my higher self, I like to have a little conversation with the ego where I say, Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. You've done an incredible job of keeping me safe, of looking out for me, and I'm so grateful. You're doing such a good job. But right now, this point in our lives is a time of change, and this is something that I really want. So I would love it if you could take a back seat and take your hands off the steering wheel and let my higher self drive this car, just for a little bit. And let's see where it takes us. And oftentimes when I have that conversation with myself, it's liberating because it feels like I can relax. I've acknowledged and validated the part of myself that is afraid, that is concerned, that is anxious. And I've reframed it big picture that this is indeed something that's going to be good for me. It's going to be good for us. Let's do it. Let's just see how we go. Everything's okay. Okay. And so I feel like in a nutshell, that's the difference between your ego and your higher self. When you think about your intuition, I think most people agree that intuition is the quiet voice. It's the truth. It's, it doesn't scream. It doesn't shout. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to compete with anything. It doesn't have to validate itself. It just is the truth is the truth. That's all there is to it. And I don't know, can you think back to a time in your life where something was unfolding, something was happening and you just knew, you just had this inner knowing that something was a certain way, that maybe you should put some preventative measures in place for something or maybe you should say something, you know, something that you might not usually say or do something you might not usually do, but you felt like you just had to. And it it wasn't overwhelming. It didn't take over your entire nervous system. It was just this quiet voice that just felt right. It felt calm, safe, peaceful. It wasn't shouting at you. There was no fight or flight, adrenaline, anxiety, physical sensations in your body that came with it. You acted on it and it paid off. That's your intuition. Your intuition does not scream at you. If you find yourself having a physical response to your quote unquote intuition, it's probably your ego, your anxiety, your mind that is afraid. And if you stop and you assess the fear and you really lean into it and dig into it, you will most likely more often than not find that it is a fear of the unknown. It's a fear of change a fear of stepping outside of your comfort zone, of doing things differently. And there is this, what if, but what if that happens? And what if this happens? This can go wrong, that can go wrong. And then where will you be? That is your ego. And whilst your ego is important, it plays an important role. We don't want to kill the ego. You need your ego to keep you safe, alive and well. But sometimes you need to trust your higher self, your intuition to lean into the bigger vision for your future and just trust. I cannot say enough how important it is to surrender and to trust life, the universe, your higher self, and the path that's laid out for you. Even if you don't believe in any of this stuff that I talk about, that's fine. Uh, Logically, I think I can appeal to you by saying that how much more relaxed are you going to be going through life if you only worry about what you can control, only worry about bridges once you come to them, stop stressing out and just be optimistic, have optimism, open yourself up to being surprised. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, I'm open to receiving a wonderful surprise today. I'd love to be surprised and just see how life plays out. The tighter a hold you have on things, if you have this white knuckled grip on an outcome, you're almost repelling it energetically. And I think that that's going to be probably a whole series of other episodes because there's just so much juicy detail that I could go into with that whole energetic concept. But you do, you repel it. Whereas if you're unattached to an outcome, you're open to being surprised. It's You know, basic manifestation 101, it's not your job to know the how. Your job is to decide what you want, what's aligned for you and keep that vision and take any inspired action that comes up because it's not going to happen. It's not just going to drop in your lap. You do need to take action steps that come to you with inspiration. When you focus on the big picture and what your dreams and desires are, any inspired action that comes up, take it. Chances are it's aligned. If it's coming up for you, it's lighting you up, it's exciting you, you need to do it. That's what your next, you know, the yellow brick road, the next yellow brick, that's what it is. Um, But if you are obsessing and only open to things happening a particular way, you repel any other options. Energetically, you just repel it. So, for example, your dream and desire is to be wealthy, easy example, right? But in your mind, the only way that you can become wealthy is if you win the lotto. Then you're automatically shutting down any inspiration, and like subconsciously in your mind, you're, you're not priming your mind to be closed off to any ideas that might come to you for opening a business. Or leveraging what you're already working with and doing it better. Or maybe you could get a huge promotion at work. Or maybe somebody would just gift you money. Or maybe, I mean, there's a million different ways that money could come to you. And if you close yourself off and think, there's only one way that I can achieve this goal and it's like this. You're telling the universe that you're closed off to any other option, any other path. And then things just don't work out for you. (laughs) I'm sorry, but they just don't. The more open you are to possibility, the more enriched your life is going to be. And the more you're going to just be blown away by the different ways that things work out for you. And if, if you knew everything that was going to happen in your life already, if you woke up this morning and said, oh, okay, in three weeks' time, this is going to happen and then I'm going to get a promotion and then I'm going to quit my job and open a business and then, you know, I'm going to meet the love of my life on this day and this year and then I'm going to have a kid here and a kid there and then something challenging is going to happen there. Would you be excited to live your life? I don't know about you but I wouldn't be. I like the surprise. I think it's nice to go through life and just not know what each day brings and sometimes... uh, going off on a tangent a little bit, but I talk about being a Reiki practitioner. Sometimes I'll, when I'm driving, I drive and I Reiki everybody on the road. I just wish them, uh, I love this, this lights me up so much. I think, may you have the best freaking day today. I hope that you get some amazing news that just blows your mind or you get a phone call that tells you something you've been wanting for a really long time has finally happened, that you just get the best news, that you go to bed tonight feeling so fulfilled, so happy, so aligned, so in flow, feeling joy. I, I want that for you. I hope that happens for you today. May it happen for you today. And apply that principle to yourself. Open yourself up to the joy and the surprise and the excitement that unexpected good news brings. Live in that energy. Open yourself up to it and just see what happens. You know, it just makes life so exciting and it gives you something to look forward to. And having said that, though, don't fall into the trap of needing those moments of high energy, high satisfaction, high fulfillment to be the joy that keeps you going. The joy is in the mundane. Don't live for the milestones. Learn to enjoy the mundane, the little moments in between, because life can never be all milestones. It, it just can't. You might have a milestone, I don't know, once a month, something absolutely incredible happens, or once a week, you get good news and a juicy surprise and your loving life but what about the rest of the time what are you going to do be miserable no <laughs> that's not fun for anybody um find ways to be happy in the present the joy in the little things recently I've been getting uh counseling for some challenges I've had in my life and I said to my therapist she said you know how, how are you going are you happy how are you coping and I've said you know what I don't I don't need to be happy. I'm content. I am aiming for little moments of joy in my day and I'm trying to find as many of them as I can just to get me through the day. One moment of joy leads into the next. It might be the way the ocean smells that day or the way the sun feels on my face or a funky new song that I found that lights me up and makes me want to dance and just little moments lead me from one minute to the next, to the next. And if I can have 50 small moments of joy in a day, that's enough. That's enough for me. And she said, that's brilliant. She said, I don't actually believe in, you know, happiness being this permanent state. This is a much more achievable way of actually being happy in your life is by following these little moments of joy and just trying to find them anywhere you can. For you, that might be having a workout or catching up for a coffee with a friend. It might be having an amazing cup of coffee. I'm not usually a coffee drinker, although recently I've started. I don't know how it's going for me, for me, though. Uh, but um, or you know a nice cup of tea or whatever whatever lights you up makes you happy carve out time for that to keep you going for it to be the wind in your sails between those milestones the big joy moments that happen that blow your mind the incredible news that makes you think oh my goodness I cannot believe that's happened that's amazing and you know just try to make it as positive as you can Little moments of joy, big moments of joy. And I think when you look at a big picture and it all adds up, I think that makes for a pretty happy life. So try to lean into your intuition, your inner knowing. Listen to yourself. Even something I was talking about today with my friend is when you are having a challenging time, maybe relationship-wise in your life, and you're just thinking, oh my goodness, I'm just not getting along with this person. I really don't like them. They're really being very challenging and I'm, I just, it's really triggering me. I'm really upset. And we talked about zooming out. When you look at a person in their 3D body, in their habits and things that they've said and the day-to-day noise that we all come with, it's easy to stay in a state of being upset with somebody versus what I asked her to do was can you look at these people zoomed out can you look beyond their body and almost can you leave your body and become your soul essence and can you see them do the same become their soul not their body not what they said not their annoying habits not their whatever and then look at them as their essence how do you see them How do you feel about them? Can you see them with more compassion? Can you see them with more understanding, more love? And then recognize that the human experience they're having might just be noisy and clouded and challenging, but it's not who they are. And then if you do feel a little bit more love and compassion towards them, doesn't that make it easier to navigate tricky day-to-day situations with them? Versus being stuck in not seeing people for who they are and just focusing on the rubbish that happens every day. I think that's another way, not quite the same thing as differentiating between ego and higher self, but just trying to approach situations in life, bigger picture, rather than getting stuck in the mind mundane and in the physical sensations in our bodies when we're annoyed at somebody or we're having a hard time or we're having a hard time deciphering a situation because we just don't know is this our ego talking is this anxiety or is this my intuition i i hope this helps. I hope that my thoughts on this have helped create some distinction and let me know if you want me to concentrate on a particular aspect of this episode because I feel like I've gone very surface level. There's so much more that we could dig into, but I'm also mindful of not recording for 3 hours straight. So trying to keep it manageable. Uh, Let me know what you think. Don't forget to rate the show. And if you have any feedback or even any ideas for episodes, I've had a few requests come through. So I hope to record those soon for you guys. Let me know. Love to hear from you. Have a great day. Bye.